Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. So we are joined by Daniel McConnell, political editor of the Business Post. But first, from the public sector trade union, FORSA, by its communications officer, Niall Shanahan. So tell us, what deal have you managed to wangle out of the government on behalf of your members? Well, as of, I think, just before 9 o'clock this morning, Matt, uh, we concluded 22 straight hours of negotiations. It started at 11 o'clock yesterday. And uh, as you know, uh, talks adjourned uh, inconclusively with, with a big gap between both sides two weeks ago. And uh, and I think the, the positions then were fairly well documented uh, across media and other commentary. So uh, we have now secured an agreement which will have to be ratified by a ballot of 19 unions uh, represented by the Public Services Committee of the Irish Congress of Trade Unions. And that deal is worth essentially 10.25% over the next two and a half years. So it takes us from the 1st of January this year up to the 1st of June 2026. Okay. Uh, Daniel McConnell from the Business Post, what do you make of the government's actions here? Because when Pascal Donoghue was with us a couple of weeks ago, he was doing the predictable thing of saying there's no more money available, this is a fair offer. Yeah, and at that point, Matt, he was saying that any move up beyond the 8.5% offer that was on the table at that point you know, brings with it inflationary pressures. And I think what what also came out in in the mix of the last couple of weeks was that you know, the government were trying to maintain some sort of control on, on the the increases because they know that these are a benchmark for a lot of private sector firms, you know, that they will now have to meet. Um but I I mean I've just read the deal here of the the nineteen page document here in front of me. Um, you know, it it, it is it there's a lot of talk or there's kind of lip service being paid to reform and kind of new new initiatives which are all pretty vague. This boils down to a seven round, seven rounds of in- pay increases between now and 2026 for public sector workers, uh, with little or no ask on their side in terms of efficiencies or reform. Um, because the, oh, any any of the talk in the document relating to reform or efficiencies, it's all aspirational. There's nothing or very little that's actually set in stone that anybody could point to with with, with credibility. Um, and I think it must be also said that this comes in the context that you know the public sector pay bill has increased by over 50% since 2016 um, and that obviously a large way has gone in terms of restoring uh, pay cuts you know that were, were inflicted during kind of the financial emergency but I, I think there's a, a very real question for Pascal Dunahoo and the government to answer on this one is you know yes it's a, it's a, you know, it might buy industrial peace at a time of an, uh, of an election yes it gets this issue off the table but what is the cost of this you know this is coming at a significant cost for the taxpayer who I think is getting a pretty raw deal in relation to this and I also think as well you know there is nothing there or nothing really tangible in the document uh, towards efficiencies and reform and you know it talks a lot about being a world-class public service you know Ireland being a world-class public service we're nowhere near that um, and and the journey to that is certainly not set out in this document from my reading of it. Okay well, let me put a couple of things from that to Niall Shanahan of So first of all this thing about working reforms and efficiencies because this is something that happens on an ongoing basis in the private sector and I think it's going to become accelerated by the use of artificial intelligence are there not lots of jobs which are here been feather bettered when they actually they could be replaced and artificial intelligence used i think i think it's fair to speculate that there's a risk of that and actually we one of the items on our agenda when we went into the talks last november was about future proofing uh the quality public services and jobs and that was with an eye to changes that will be that will be brought about or that could well be foisted upon all of us 
both by technology like AI, which at the moment is still, I think, in its in its nascent phase, but it's certainly coming at us uh, quite quickly, but also climate uh, and and the kind of policies that are going to be necessary to address uh, climate action. So we we did go in very much with an eye to the future and changes that are going to come about in the public sector. I mean, the uh, what Daniel referred to there about the growth in the public sector pay bill, I think one important item that he left out was uh, part of the growth of the bill itself is because of the growth in the public sector itself. We're employing an awful lot more people now in the public sector than was the case in 2015 or 2016. And organisations like uh, IBEC, the employer's body, have actually called over the last number of years for the public sector to increase in size, not least because of the increase in our population. Uh, the population now is as, as, uh, bigger than it's ever been since the mid-19th century. It continues to grow, so the demand for services grows, and that means that you have to grow uh, public services along with that. And actually, the reform agenda is built into that uh, growth. I think the reason that, like, Daniel refers to it as lip service, it's, it's much more contractual than that uh, when you read uh, the document, and it's necessary to have... Uh, you know, that, that requirement for reform and progress built in uh, to a deal like that because actually in, in its absence you've got no means to deal with changes that take place and actually uh, like trade unions are very responsible actors in that change process and yeah, in that Niall, reform process. The reforms of a decade ago, more than a decade ago, which were brought around by the financial crash and the country having to be rescued by the Troika bailout. We may have forgotten all of that because they left a decade ago now at this stage. But the reforms that took place in that time to try and give us a long-term, more affordable public service, have they now effectively just been thrown away? You've got everything back. I, I don't think it's right to say that we've got everything back. I mean, I think you might be alluding there to things like the Haddington Road hours, the increase in, in weekly working hours from, I think it was 2013. And certainly that was, like, essentially we restored uh, working hours, but there was a floor to that uh, at the advent of the last uh, agreement, building momentum. But the reform process is ongoing, like week to week, month to month, year in, year out. We're engaged with employers on reform yeah, and change fairness, and improving the delivery of public services. The, the in, increase in the amount of new technology throughout the public sector is minimal by comparison with the private sector. It has been disastrous in things like the health service, where we're still way behind where we actually could be with digital reform. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's, uh, the, 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 obviously there's always oppor opportunities for greater reform, but as soon as you say that, Matt, I'm mindful of the fact that the HSE uh, experienced a very serious hacking incident, I think, was it two years ago? Yeah. And it, 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 Three years it, ago. It, it, it put the entire health service on the back foot and had a bit of a tailspin, and it took considerable amount of work uh, by our members working in the health service to address that and to and to meet that challenge. So, you know, uh, while the, the, the need to continue to make progress on that uh, is there, our members are very responsive uh, to a crisis like that, which, you know, had the HSE, say, been more technology reliant at that particular time, that hacking incident could have been a good deal worse. Okay, let me go back to you, Daniel McConnell, in relation to that. What about the argument that, look, the population has gone up dramatically over the last decade, and that even the likes of Ibeck are saying, we need all of these workers, and when you're in a competitive labour market, they're going to have to be paid more to work in the public sector, or else they go to the private sector. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, accept the point. I mean, like, r- relatively speaking, Ireland has a, a kind of a small enough or relatively small public sector. I do accept that point. But um, to, to Niall's point, like, I mean, it's in, inherent in the document here that of that 50% increase that I spoke of previously, it included the main factors identified here were the restore, were, were restoring pay adjustments, increasing in pay rates through successive uh, uh, pay agreements, uh, as well as necessary recruitment. So the two main factors identified here were restoration of pay and then pay increases not the sort of you know additional members that, that Niall spoke about there. But like there is a point in relation to a competitive market. There are clearly labour shortages in the market, which means they can you know employees and their representatives can drive a higher higher bargain. I suppose I'm simply just coming from the other side, you know, when you've got small businesses kind of folding all over the place and they're looking at a public sector deal, which is obviously used as a benchmark throughout the private sector a lot, and they're saying Jesus, lads, you're putting an awful lot of pressure on us and us as well. You know, they're dealing with the state on a day-to-day basis. You, we hear constant difficulties about red tapes, low responses, you know, cold kind of responses from, from the state, you know, whether it be at local level or at national level. So I, I think, you know, one would have hoped going into this deal that, that Pascal Donoghue and the government may have, been, may, may have been able to extract a greater level of commitment to that reform agenda because, you know, you know, if the public sector works in this country, it's to all of our benefit. You've identified issues in the health service. You could look at, you know, the Department of Enterprise and Trade. I mean, it's, a, it's an ongoing joke within political circles that it's the least enterprising department in, in, in government, you know, um, because it's just not responsive enough to the needs of its sectors and the sectors that it looks after. Education is, hard, is not seen as a dynamic department. The Department of Housing is seen as one of the most backward and, and um, kind of um, bureaucratic or overly bureaucratic departments that, in existence. And, and that list can go on and go on. There are, there are absolutely some sectors within the public service that do a fantastic job. But on uh, on, on the whole, there are, there are very many legitimate complaints about the quality of the public service that we get. And that from my side, certainly there was a, a little or no move or advancement that would have changed that culture or okay. the needs of, of the private sector and, and the people who actually pay for these services day to day. Now, Shanahan, is this deal now been put to all the various 19 member unions that you represent? Are you recommending it for acceptance? Well, it's, it's for the individual unions and their national executives to make the recommendation when they roll out ballots and that process now is underway. The, the uh, 19 unions will have an opportunity to consider the terms of the deal. One of the things we did say today was that, you know, we didn't get everything that we were looking for, but that what what was achieved in this agreement was the absolute maximum that could have been negotiated at this time. Niall Shanahan from Forza and Daniel McConnell, editor of the Business Post. Thank you. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.